Eating is incredibly important, and it's important to understand uh, how to manage your triggers and yourself and your own health by putting the right foods into your body. And if you don't know what is is what it is you're supposed to eat or why it is you're supposed to eat a certain way, why it is that we need to have balance in our body, you need to feed your mind, feed your body, and feed your emotions or your souls so you can be the best version of yourself. So food is medicine. And today on Epilepsy Hell to Epilepsy Well, we are discussing how to eat for epilepsy. So tune in, buckle up, put on your bib, bon appetit. This is your host, Alma Wayne Myers, wishing you to have the best day that you possibly can on your trip from epilepsy hell to epilepsy well. Why not do something about it? I am live, even though my screen's not yeah. showing it. Sweet. All right. Thank you for letting me know, Zemia. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take me a while to find so all right maybe it'll pop up and start whispering sweet nothings in my ear very soon uh it's like an echo effect of your own voice going i love you alma i love you alma yeah, i don't know i love you all out there thank you for joining us today i'm just trying to add a little humor to the world as well as some solutions on what you can do to take back your control from epilepsy when you don't have anybody else that provides you with solutions that you need to live your dream life and i know your dream life is not epilepsy hell that's your nightmare life that's something that we want to totally totally abolish from the world we don't want everybody living in epilepsy hell we want you to find your epilepsy well and make friends with that little a-hole in your head so that you can be the best version of yourself do more of what you want and spend less time in bed, less time suffering inside your own head, wondering why me, why me? Because I mean, seriously, it really is sucks. Epilepsy sucks. We all can 100% agree with it. And you are awesome for being here today, for continuing this challenge. This is day four today. So thank you for investing in yourself and taking your the time to do so. So, all right, that's awesome. So, all right, I can finally see the live. So it's live here. So if you're watching the recording, thank you for being here live. If you're, if you're here live, thank you for watching live. If you're watching the recording, hey, thank you again for watching the recording and taking the time because I know time is precious. We all have the same 24 hours in a day and you could just as easily be sitting at home watching Netflix, trying to pretend like uh, your life doesn't matter or pretend like, uh, it will all get better if you just bury your head in the sand. And that's never the case. If you bury your head in the sand, if you're running from what is really going on with you, uh, it's probably because you've been conditioned this way, probably because you're afraid to be able to take action. Like what if I give myself a seizure trying to do these changes? I mean, what if you don't have a seizure? What if you find this point where life is actually better? What if you find something to go from epilepsy hell to epilepsy well and you know it's like a well of knowledge it's a well of something you can drink out of and quench this thirst so you can find passion for life so epilepsy well is pretty deep it got a lot of deep roots it goes into the water stream of the world the global consciousness it's all about entering entering ending your own suffering even when i stutter and i have trouble speaking uh which i do so it's part of our brain problems. My brain problem is occasionally the words come out a little weird. 
So I enunciate and attempt to slow down so I'm not slurring them all for you or running them all together because I know I like to talk really fast. So, and the point is not to talk fast. The point is so that you can understand what you can do to empower you to make better choices, to condition your life in such a manner that you've decided to stop running from pain and start finding pleasure in this stuff because it's painful living with epilepsy it's painful not knowing what to do and it's painful having people watch wanting to be able to do more than the doctors wanting to be able to do more than you wanting to help end this for you but they also just have to sit there and watch and grin and bear it or hopefully they're just not making your life hell because that really it doesn't make it easy when you're trying to deal with the people freaking out on you or freaking out for you. And I mean, it's, it's okay. It's not really your fault or their fault. You know, there's just a lot of people that are not mentally, emotionally, nor physically prepared for this process. You know, most of us uh, try to, you know, we're, we're raised a certain way or conditioned a certain way. We have responses to the way that we were raised. You know, these, these actions that we have been a part of create a mindset, a belief system that tells us that we are either good enough or we're not good enough. We have the strength, we have the tools, we don't have the strength, don't have the tools. You know what I'm talking about, right? Say yes, yes, Alma, I know epilepsy sucks, but I wanna do more about it because I know that I can be the hero in my own story. You you can. So yes, epilepsy sucks. Agree. Yes, epilepsy sucks. All right. So epilepsy can get better. And you want a better life, right? Yes, I want a better life. Yes, a better life is good. So yes, a better life. All right. So you want solutions to your problems? Yes, I want solutions to my problems. Being active in this will help you absorb the information. It'll make you feel good. And even if all of this stuff isn't particular to your situation, there's going to be some nuggets somewhere in this challenge, in this series that is going to help you. And you just get one nugget, one, two, three things that you can do to change your life, to make it a little bit better. You are on the journey to find your epilepsy well and to decide that, you know, epilepsy doesn't have to be hell anymore. Um, epilepsy sucks yes yes it sucks but yes you can do more and you can actually have control of your life if you can change your mind about what's more painful uh what you know brings you pleasure i mean oftentimes we'll find some ways to numb ourselves to the pain and that brings some pleasure but it's just a temporary pleasure that leads to more discomfort down the lines um today i want to talk a little bit more about eating food is incredibly important uh, when it comes to your diet. Um, the first three words are die, D-I-E, are the first three letters in that. So you feel like oftentimes trying to diet, you might be dying trying to give up all the foods and the things that you love. So it's really hard if you cannot have your emotions and your mindset invested in the foods that you eat. Because I mean, honestly, food should be fun. You should be enjoying the heck out of whatever it is that you're eating. You shouldn't be like, hell, this sucks. I got to eat you know, cardboard pizza again or whatever. McDonald's, I got to eat, you know, whatever. You really, it's important to make sure you're putting quality 
into your body as best as you can. And I know living with epilepsy, it's sometimes hard to figure out how to prepare a meal or cook for yourself or what it is that you want to do that's not only going to feel good, but it's going to taste good because that really helps. It really helps when you can enjoy the flavors of your food. Personally, uh, I like eating out when I can, but it's kind of hard because the restaurants don't cook as good as I do. I've been cooking for a very long time. Uh, as a child, I'm the oldest of five, but there's actually a lot more of us. Five with my mother and father. Uh, there's more kids out there. Um, but so I grew up with my two brothers and two sisters and my mother decided that she didn't want to cook anymore and she was just going to cook on the weekend. So we were each given a day of the week and I was Monday and Monday I knew we ate really good because I opened a cookbook. I was given the ability to make decisions about what I wanted to prepare for our family so that they could you know, enjoy food, that there's something better than something out of a box, something out of a can. I'm telling you, the uh, hamburger helper and uh, canned fruits and vegetables and whatever, it's, it's not very good for you. It's basically dead food and you deserve better. You, you deserve to learn how to eat better. If you like these flavors, you can get a healthier version of them. You know, and my brother's also an amazing cook. Uh, he, we cook a little differently because he enjoys his, his milk and cheeses and dairies and stuff. And I, I don't really, um, I'm lactose intolerant. After I went vegan, uh, when I was uh, 2005, it was honestly, my girlfriend came up to me and said, I want to go vegan. She was dealing with acne and she thought changing her diet was really going to help her out. And so uh, 4th of July, she gave up meat. She didn't eat the hamburgers or anything on 4th of July. I told her, hey, look, I will do this tomorrow. I will start this journey with you tomorrow. But I wanted to enjoy the 4th of July one last time barbecue with her family. And I did. And then she was really good about her process. And for the next two years, we ate absolutely no meat, no dairy products, no eggs, uh, I honestly stayed at an amazing weight of 230 pounds as a bodybuilder. Uh, I got accused of being obese by a nutritionist that was in fact obese. She, I don't understand. Uh, I, honestly, I tell you, if you're trying to get advice from somebody, you're better off getting advice from somebody that follows their own advice. I mean, you don't want dietary advice from a fat person because they're not going to give you, they're not authentic. If they can't live their message, there's a disconnect somewhere along the way, and they might know or think they know what to tell you, but they really do not understand because they're not living it. So it's important to live your message, to live your life, to move forward with these things in an empowerment. There's, you know, there's a lot of people that are heavy and overweight. I'm just not putting anybody down for that because we have emotional leaders. You know, I'm a stressed person. So I tend to eat less when I'm stressed, but I know, you know, my girlfriend, she enjoys, um, she, she uses food and a lot of other people, they use food to sedate, to feel good. You know, you get chocolate will give you endorphins in your brain. Uh, actually dopamines from cheese, you know, you eat cheese and dopamines released in your brain. So you get these like feel good highs chemically from the foods that you eat. So it's part of why food becomes an addiction for a lot of people and a substitute for 
stress management. And the problem is once you start putting on weight or once you stop taking care of yourself, once you start eating wrong, your nervous system will punish you for it. Your digestion is not happy. Uh, you find that oftentimes you're either constipated or you have diarrhea or you're going back and forth between the two. And you know, it's really important to make sure that your nervous system is happy because this deals with your brain and your epilepsy. Your nervous system is a huge part of your epilepsy. So making your brain happy starts with making your gut happy. So brain gut communication happens a lot. You'll find that you have cravings for foods. Your stomach is like, hey, I really want these sugars to help satisfy me. And your brain's like, okay, I got to eat sugar because my stomach's upset. This is kind of the beginning process of understanding brain gut health. There's actually bacteria inside of your stomach that grow based off of what you eat. So we have good bacteria and bad bacteria. And if you're eating foods that give the bad bacteria strength, they take over and they start gaining control over what's going on with you. So you can understand it's not an easy process. You're not 100% in control until you start addressing these cravings and you stop letting them be your addiction. So food can definitely be an addiction. Uh, when we deal with meditation, uh, addictions, uh, best chakra for this one is actually your sacral chakra. This is the realm of the ang uh, angry ghosts, hungry ghosts. So basically it's all the addiction realm, the things where you're constantly looking for some way to sedate the problems without really addressing them. Sex can be an addiction. Um, going to church can be an addiction. Judging other people can be an addiction. You know, there's a lot of stuff that are bad things that people do to themselves and other people that they're just addicted. Some people are addicted to the chaos. They love the drama and they need and thrive off of this uh, drama going on because it helps them take the attention away from themselves. And you need to learn how to stop ignoring yourself and start loving yourself. And that's why we say you got to take care of yourself like you matter because you do matter. You know, if you don't believe you're valuable, here's a big joke. Uh, you know, honestly, all your body parts are highly expensive on the black market. So you are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars on the black market. You probably don't even know it because you're going to work for minimum wage or maybe you're just getting uh, money from the government. So you're only being supported off of your disability income or food stamps or whatever. And, you know, it's really hard to eat better and to know what to do when you really don't have the money to do it. You don't have the understanding of what the best foods are or some of the easier ways to cook. So I'm actually going to talk to you real quickly about some easy ways to make food because I know how exhausting it is to like stand at the counter and chop your vegetables and do all all the cooking and trying to stand at the stove and watch your food and uh, I actually bought a stool so I could sit down and chop vegetables and watch the stove and make sure my food wasn't getting burnt while I was cooking. So that is one option you can totally do is get yourself a bar stool that you can sit on and feel supported in so that you're not getting all light headed and gonna pass out or have a seizure while you're sitting there trying to do this and be a little more supported. Um, if you do have a problem with passing out and blacking out, I still recommend a helmet. You can get a helmet and protect your head. It is incredibly important to make sure that you are protecting yourself under every circumstance that you can. You know, if you're taking a shower and you're worried about falling down, you know, again, you can get yourself a shower stool. You can get yourself a shower chair. You can take a bath. 
you know, these are ways to avoid the process of hurting yourself and try to empower yourself with tools so you feel good because it feels good to take care of yourself. It feels good to feel good. And the more you get to feeling good, the more addicted you can become to taking care of yourself and the outcome. So we got to change our neurological responses. We got to change our conditioning. A lot of us have been conditioned through television, through our upbringing. There's just stuff, commercials. How many commercials get stuck in your head? I was making a joke yesterday, I believe, about what would you do for a Klondike bar? Uh, this is like a social conditioning commercial I remember seeing growing up where people would get all kinds of silly just so they could get this reward of a delicious cream-filled chocolate-coated ice cream sandwich. You know, I mean, people will do silly things. People do crazy things in order to feel pleasure. So what you need to do is make sure that the pleasure you are receiving is long-term and not just temporary. Uh, when you're finding temporary pleasure, you find that it does not give you long-term results. It just, it's a Band-Aid at best. It's like sticking your finger in a dam that's getting ready to break at some point. It's going to break and you're just going to be standing there overwhelmed with all the water coming through, uh, trying not to drown in the sea of sorrows, the problems and all the issues. So when I started off, you know, I had food stamps. I was going to um, the food bank. There was a Jewish food bank I could go to because uh, I still continued that kind of non-dairy premise. Uh, I eat rather kosher. I don't eat pork. So it was really nice for me to be able to find a place that was able to provide food assistance while I was struggling to pay for food, get food and be able to eat for myself. So sometimes it was something out of a box. Sometimes it was better, you know, but I appreciate the fact that there are places like this that are out there to help us all eat when we can't afford it. So if food is an issue, if price money is an issue, you can, excuse me, go to some different food banks and get some foods that can help substitute your budget and your income, you know, if you're just trapped on food stamps or financial aid and stuff for, from the government. I know it's really limited and these places are here to help us. This is, you should know about what resources are out there. You can just do a Google search for food banks in your area near me, do food banks near me, and it'll tell you what's in your area. And hopefully something is around there for you because there's there's a lot of stuff that is available, but most of the time we just don't know where to start. So there's where I recommend starting for yourself. Now, when I started off, I actually did a lot of rice. I got a big giant bag. It was probably like a 30 pound bag of brown rice. Um, rice cooker is your friend. So personally, I used a rice cooker a lot. I even made my own uh, rice milk. And I used the blender to blend it up and filter it out. And I'd have rice milk. So homemade because uh, the, the milks get kind of expensive at like $5 for a half gallon. And if you're using it for coffee or whatever, like you want to cook with it and stuff, you can start running through it a lot. So rice cookers are really good. You can cook all kinds of things. I like this one a lot because it's got white rice. It's got quick rice. It's got whole grain rice. You also have a heat simmer function. There's a steam function and a keep warm function. So you can start it off in the morning and still have warm food later on. There's been plenty of times I've made soups in here. I, I do a lot of lentils when you're 
looking for protein and you're looking to balance your foods out, lentils are awesome. But I mean, rice cooker is nice and easy. You just measure out your ingredients, you throw it in here, you set it for what you're doing, and you just come back to it when you're ready. So this is, I highly recommend getting yourself a rice cooker so that you can have healthy homemade food without standing at the stove all day. So I'm not sure where this one's from. It might be from Costco or something. Uh, somebody was nice enough to buy this one for me when my cheap $20 one broke. So oftentimes uh, the cheap 20 ones just have a little burner on the bottom and a little button you push and it pops up and it's done when it can tell that the water is out. So um, I like quality. I hope that you can find a way to get somebody to help you out or to get help yourself out with buying you know, yourself a rice cooker when you're trying to cook. Uh, like I mentioned before, a blender. A blender really helps. I ended up buying this one a couple of years ago. This is actually a food processor setting. This makes it really easy for when you're trying to chop vegetables. Um, you don't have to stand there chopping them all up. It makes it kind of small and you can kind of stop before it gets too tiny or you can get it really, really tiny. And so it cooks faster. It's easier to digest and chew. So food processors are awesome. They save you time from standing there trying to deal with uh, chopping. Like it's exhausting. And if you can't pay attention and you're worried about hurting yourself or falling down with a knife in your hand, I'm telling you, food processors can really get you results that hurting yourself doesn't do. This is why it's important to know like what you can do. And you know, I'm not, I'm not selling any of these things. I'm just telling you these, these are things that you can do for yourself. This is actually, again, from Costco. This is a ninja. What I really like about it too is it comes with, you know, a little mini cup. So you can just do a mini serving. I do a lot of protein drinks in these. So I put in a bunch of nuts and some fresh berries, put in some water, some juice. And oftentimes you don't need to sweeten it. I like to throw in some uh, pea protein because I still try to do um, nice plant-based proteins for my snacks and stuff. It's really important. Uh, one of my other things I highly recommend, um, I'm a huge fan of the Builder Bars from uh, Cliff Bar. So there's the normal ones you might have seen. They... Um, they have 26 grams of sugar in them. You, you need to avoid these things. The sugar is not good for you. It just causes your nervous system to spike, your brain to crash. It goes up and down. Um, you go up and you go way down. So people want more sugar. They get caffeine. They drink more coffee. They just find that I find that the excess carbs and excess sugars are horrible for your nervous system. And it's not what you want. So protein bars really help. So. This one's even chocolate. So, I mean, chocolate is awesome. I love the taste of chocolate. They come in all kinds of flavors. I avoid the peanut ones because I have some peanut allergies. So commonly you'll find like a peanut chocolate or just straight peanut flavor. And then uh, if I didn't have an allergy to them, I would totally be eating those too. So I do the mint chocolate as well as uh, the vanilla. But they have all kinds of flavors online. If you want to order from Cliff Bar, you can get yourself boxes of all kinds of amazing flavors. And what I like about these it says 20 grams of protein, 20 grams of protein right there, right there. You want a lot of protein. It really, really helps when you're trying to build up muscles. You know, when you're having seizures, your muscles are like under strain. They're using and exhausting your energy and your food. Your brain is like blowing through um, your 
your food stuff. Your brain will take between 20 to 30% of your food intake anyways without having a seizure. And you throw a seizure on top of that and it is absorbing even more of the, the food energy that you have. So I, oftentimes we find ourselves quite hungry after a seizure. Um, if you don't, it could be that you're, you know, either you're eating okay or you're just too stressed out to be able to figure out how to eat. And, you know, honestly, stress can make it really difficult to eat. So if you don't have food cravings and you're like me and you just end up being too skinny, um, I went from 230 pound bodybuilder down to being 165 pounds uh, from epilepsy and meningitis and everything. So it's really important. Uh, to try to figure out how to take care of yourself when there's nobody around to do it for you or with you. If you're lucky enough to have somebody around to help you out with this stuff, then make sure you're grateful for them. Make sure that you're not giving them a hard time about, you know, the ups and the downs along the way. Make sure you appreciate what you have. Being grateful goes a long way. It helps get you out of the fight or flight process. It helps you be able to enjoy your meal. You be grateful for the fact that you've got a bowl of rice to eat for the day. Be grateful that you have some vegetables to throw on there or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing for yourself. You've got to be grateful that you are still alive to try. So check out Cliff Bars when you're trying to do this. Highly recommend it. Another nice, easy thing to help you cook. Ah, crock pots. I love a crock pot. So the pot's not actually in here right now. It's uh, I just used it to soak some beans. I made garbanzo beans last night, but crock pot right here. These are really nice. You have high or low on most of them. You set it for the amount of time. So you can cook your vegetable soups. You can cook meats. You can cook all kinds of stuff in here. There are all kinds of recipe books and stuff that kind of help you along the way. I actually have a keto cookbook. I can't find it right now. I was looking for it this morning. That's kind of why I was running late. I'm like trying to find extra stuff to share with you but there's a lady i like uh she's from the paleo hacks website uh, her name's uh, elise shapiro uh, on instagram you could find her she's a nutritionist and she has some great keto cookbooks that can kind of help you find a way to eat right and what i really like about her she's about moderation she's not about doing extreme things she wants to keep food fun because food should be fun enough for you to enjoy it, it should be fun enough for you want to eat not being like oh i gotta eat this crap again or else um you know it's not how food should be everything you should be doing should have some level of pleasure to it it shouldn't be all about the pain you know you when you start seeing the results of eating better and feel you start feeling better you kind of get addicted to that process of wanting to continue to feel better i've had to cut out a lot of foods to maintain my ability to feel better. For the most part, I cut out nightshades. And I know it's a little hard for some people because that includes tomatoes, potatoes, bell peppers, and even eggplant. So I, I love all of those uh, for the most part, except for I like raw bell peppers, not cooked bell peppers. And I like raw tomatoes and not cooked tomatoes. So there's a lot of stuff that you'll find that you have to make up your mind about whether it's you feel good or feel bad, and if that's the price you're willing to pay. So it's, again, up to you to decide what you want out of it, or if you want to find an alternative that exists out there that doesn't leave you feeling like crap. That's really, really important. So if you don't know about food, the food um, process, you basically have three major components to food. So you have your carbohydrates, 
Now, these are basically like your sugars, your fibers, your insoluble as well as soluble fibers. Fibers help you poop. They help clean out your digestive tract, your colon, all that stuff. So you have a nice, nice, healthy bowel movement. It's really important. You know, if you're not pooping well, it, you're having a bad health issue, you're not going to be detoxing. You're not going to be absorbing your nutrients appropriately. And this is why it's good to get out of fight or flight when you're trying to eat as best as you can. You know, that means put on some music that makes you relaxed. You know, if it means going for a walk. You know, if it means just telling yourself that you are an amazing person and you are, you should tell yourself you're an amazing person every day. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you and mean it. And the more you do it, the more, the easier it gets and the more you feel it and you can start feeling your cells just respond to this. So if you're not sure what I'm talking about in the whole feeling your cells, there's, there's plants. Uh, there's been all kinds of these studies that basically you have two plants like I've seen this in like in different levels. So there's some elementary school kids that were doing this and they got to see the benefit where they tell one plant, I love you. And they tell the other plant, I hate you. And you can see that just in the difference on how they were talked to the plants, the plant that was told, I love you grew a lot better. And basically the one that was told, I hate you, uh, didn't grow very well. It was kind of sickly and weak. And it just, they were both given the same water, given the same, you know, environment except one was given love and one was given hate. So if you're hating on yourself, it's gonna be really hard for you to be able to enjoy your life. So it's really important to stop hating yourself, stop hating your life. You can still think epilepsy sucks, but it's part of the process for you to become even better than the people around you that don't even have to deal with it. It's up to five times as hard for us to do stuff. And that often means that we have to pay way more attention to ourselves so that we're able to do what we want. And oftentimes it can be taking a break, having a healthy snack, whether it's a protein shake, a protein bar, um, some kind of keto friendly snack or drink. Uh, these are great for you. So this is really about being low glycemic index. You know, I know people that have, oh my, my stepfather's mother is diabetic was diabetic and she would not give up her candy bars they literally cut her foot off because it was gangrenous and dying and she would rather eat the candy bars than deal with you know protecting herself from the sugars allergy that she has so you often have to decide that these things are bad for us and you have sensitivities and allergies and different things some people are you know, have gluten intolerance and other people have severe gluten intolerance. That's why you have labels on there that say made on shared equipment with peanuts or milk or whatever. Uh, they're supposed to be labeled on there because some people with severe sensitivities and severe allergies actually react to just having a shared equipment, something that hasn't been properly cleaned between one product to the next. So sterilization, uh, it doesn't always, they don't always have time. So they label it, Hey, we cleaned it, but you know, it's possible you might have an allergy to this. So watch that. I also highly recommend staying away from MSG monosodium glutamate is, um, really bad on the nervous system. It helps taste food tastes a little better, but people use it as the flavor. It's supposed to be a flavor enhancer. So when it was added to food, it was supposed to be, you know, make it a little better instead of having salt 
which is a stimulant it was supposed to just give you that flavor but you know you use it as the flavor i can't have msg unless i get migraines get all foggy and weird in the head i even know when i go to a chinese restaurant i say uh which is basically i do not want msg so i mean you don't have to memorize that one but i mean this is where I've had to go, I've had to learn how to say this in languages where I want to make sure that they understand what it is I'm saying. I don't want this. It's going to make me feel horrible. And I will never come back to this restaurant and I will say horrible things about this place if you try to kill me. So, you know, so, you know, we got to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves. You got to make sure that you're standing up for yourself and you're telling people what you want, not just what you don't want. You know, you want to feel good after you eat. You want to make sure these things are helping out. So we have carbohydrates, very, very simple. You have, you know, things that are good carbohydrates. Oatmeal is a good carbohydrate. Rice is kind of a okay, simple carbohydrate, but it's better than just straight sugar. But if you just eating sugars and carbs, your body is gonna starve for the nutrients that it needs because your, your muscles need protein. You need a lot of protein for your muscles. So if you read about the keto diet, it talks about eating enough protein for your body. And I think oftentimes people don't understand just how much protein you should be eating. And it should be, you know, not saying eat 20 hamburgers a day and, you know, that's going to be your protein intake. It's really good to mix up your sources of protein. Uh, you can get protein in your green leafy vegetables. You know, you can get protein in your legumes. You can get protein from eggs, from chicken, from dairy, if you can tolerate it. Um, I recommend avoiding most of that stuff, but that's just me. And you are hopefully uh, capable of making your own decisions for yourself and deciding what you do and don't want to eat. So just uh, if you're not sure, you can remove it from your diet and just see if you start to feel better. And that's a great way of trying to find out what works for you. Don't do everything all at once. I mean, if you do and you just kind of go with a plain standard diet, then you're going to want to add stuff in one at a time. That way you're testing one thing. If you throw in three things or five things and you have a reaction, you're not sure which one it is. So I found that with the Chinese herbs because they're considered food supplements that if I had just mixed some formulas together and I was having a problem, I wasn't sure what it was that was bothering me because oftentimes there was a couple herbs that were changed because I changed a formula process. So when I started making the formulas myself and mixing them together, it was easier to add one herb, take one herb away or, or make sure that that was more appropriate for me. And proteins are awesome and great for your muscles. You need high protein in your diet. And you also have fats. Uh, healthy fats are incredibly important. You wanna stay away from your monosaturated and polysaturated fats. They're really, you know, you don't want what is it the hydrogenated oils these are what you want to stay away from sorry the hydrogenated oils so hydrogenation is not a process i highly recommend the expeller pressed oils these are what you want is uh something healthy like coconut you can get something healthy like um avocado oil these things do good at a high temperature so they're not burning and breaking down olive oil is great for flavor but it doesn't do very well at a high temperature I also enjoy some black, some sesame seed oil. That's really good. But again, it doesn't do very well at high heats. So they're better off as 
flavor enhancers. Like if you're making some pasta and you want a marinara sauce, kind of add these things to the sauce at the end and you're not really trying to boil your food or cook at a high temperature because it's going to break down and be a little more carcinogenic for you. So if you don't know about your food groups, so one of the reasons that people that are heavy feel really hot when they are losing weight is because they're breaking down fat in their body. And fat gives you nine kilocalories, nine, nine. So it's a lot of high temperature, high energy foods. This is why it's recommended with the keto stuff is you get some good healthy fats, some good healthy like nuts, often nuts will have a really good quality of fat in them. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. Avocados have really healthy fat in them. There's a lot of stuff out there. So nine kilocalories, right? So when you do your proteins, it's more like, if I'm remembering right, it's five. And so you get, you see, there's a difference. I just lost a whole hand worth of calories. Kilocalories is what it's called, but you're just going to see calories. So went from nine to five. So five calories from your proteins. And so that's energy that you're getting for your body. So your muscles desperately need this. If you're not getting enough protein, your body's going to be taking it from your muscles and you're going to be feeling weak and you're not going to be able to build muscle and maintain body mass. So when you're dealing with carbs, you get three. They're quick, fast burning. You go through them really fast. That's why you start craving more and more and more. Your brain needs a certain amount of carbs. It's not supposed to be uh, a lot of sugar. That's why we talk about low glycemic foods are really good for you. So you want to make sure. So you see like you got three from your carbs, you got five from your proteins, and you got nine from your fats. So you have a nice healthy balance of everything. I prefer a nice high protein diet, uh, meats that have some fat in them, but you want to make sure they're good quality meats. If you're eating meat, you're just doing plant-based, vegetarian, you can totally do that. Fish actually have amazing fats in them. They're really high in your omegas. Omegas are good for you. So your omega-3 is definitely something you want more of than your omega-6. They kind of balance each other out a little bit, but their omega-3s are awesome. Fish, you can take fish oil as a supplement. Um, they're better off inside the gel caps than drinking that nasty oil down. But you might find yourself kind of burping that flavor if once it hits your stomach and the gel caps break open. But these are things that you can do if you're not sure if you are having trouble eating things and you're trying to look for ways to supplement your health. There are food supplements out there. There's some really great like green and fruit mixtures that you can get that are in powders. You can get powdered proteins. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot in the way of powdered oils or powdered fats, but you can add these things uh, into your diet into the way that you cook, follow recipes. There's great recipe books out there. And if you'd like to learn more, we can continue this on in another series. I actually have a class coming up that should be covering uh, brain gut health a little bit more. So I'm gonna help everybody understand what you can do, help you understand what more you can do to eat better and feel better along the way, because it's up to you to decide. It's up to you. You have to make the choice and you have to make the decision. And once you make that decision, it's all over. But until you make the decision and you're just so like wishy-washy about, you know, whatever's going on, 
It means you just haven't found the reason why yet. And this is why it's so important to know why you want to be better, why you want to be healthy, why you want to be happy. Why do you want epilepsy hell to be over? So I can't tell you why. That is entirely up to you. The doctors can't really tell you why. Your friends and family can't tell you why. This is an internal decision. You know, they can often help you with how, but until you know why, you're stuck in the tyranny of how. You know, a lot of us know that we should eat better, but we don't because we don't have the right why. We have the how I can satisfy my cravings or satisfy myself for the moment. How can I do the bare minimum to barely get by? And this is not loving yourself. It's part of the process. You need to learn how to eat like you love yourself, how to take care of yourself in such a manner that you start seeing amazing results in your health, in your life, and the reduction of epilepsy, the reduction of seizures, the reduction of focal aware stuff. The, and you will see that you get to do a lot more. You know, do so much more in your life. And it's, it's awesome. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of speechless in the whole thing because I remember where I was at in the beginning, just struggling, losing all this weight. My muscles just kind of disappeared and I haven't had a chance to, to work out the same way to get back up to that size. But I feel a lot healthier uh, at this weight of almost 200 pounds. So I got pretty excited the last time I weighed myself and I was over 195, but I'm probably closer to 190 again. Uh, but this is just because I'm a stressed person and I don't eat as well. And I finally decided that I was going to start eating, uh, whether I'm hungry or not. I have set my times and this is what I recommend. Set your times. Breakfast is this time. I do at eight o'clock, you know, lunch is at 12 for me and then dinner is at six. And then I try to do some healthy snacking in between to kind of help promote this process and carry my energy through. And you can do the same thing. You know, set your time. I get up really early, so you might not get up as early as me, but, you know, you set your breakfast time, set your lunch time, set your dinner time, and then make meal plans. This is another key component to ending the confusion and starving. If you have a meal plan, you can actually take this and you know what ingredients you want. You take it with you to the grocery store. That way you can buy all the parts of the meal that you want, that you're going to have, that you're going to cook for yourself or prepare for yourself or have somebody else prepare for you. You, can, you can't expect other people to do this for you all the time. Um, people are busy. You can only be grateful for the help that they are willing to uh, provide because we all have our own issues and we can't control anybody except ourselves. And if you're busy trying to control other people, often find times you're going to find an awful lot of resistance and it gets frustrating and you can end up beating yourself up or beating up the other people that really care about you that just are trying to do their best while they're maintaining whatever's going on in their own lives because most of us don't have training on how to deal with uh, other people's problems much alone our own so you can't expect more out of people than you do yourself so this is why we learn to become the heroes in our own stories and to do more for ourselves and how to ask better questions, you know, ask better things out of people, you know, and better things out of ourselves. So you should ask yourself, hey, self, what do I need to do to feel better? And you're going to get some crazy answers. 
you know, and got to listen to them, but, you know, not take offense to the problems that are going on in your life, not take offense to this. It sucks. It's hard. You know, oftentimes there's not a lot to do except make a plan and follow the plan. So when you've got your plan of action, you know what to do, you're not confused. I go into the fridge after, you know, I'm having too many, I'm on the computer too long, trying to do the business part and not give myself a break. I'm like, I don't know what to eat. I can't really see half the stuff that's in there. And oftentimes, uh, you know, right now I do a burger, a sandwich or something because that's kind of my go-to. I've trained myself to like eat this, even if there's other stuff. So I try to pay attention to what leftovers might be because that's a really great way to have lunch. You know, you make something big at, at dinner and you can have leftovers the next day or the day after. You can also do uh, meal prepping. You have people that will cook for the week and then you can put it in containers or Ziploc baggies or whatever and stick it in the freezer. And then you just pull it out the morning of getting up and you got some nice defrosted, delicious homemade food. And you don't have to let all that stuff go to waste that you already made. So part of this is, again, about planning out what your meals are, planning out what it is that you're going to eat, making sure you're getting the right amount of calories, making sure that you're getting the right amount of protein, the right amount of fats, you know, and you're getting fiber and complex carbohydrates. Keeping the low glycemic index is going to help your brain and gut and body just so much more. You will notice a huge difference in your life. So I highly recommend if you got any questions about how to eat, what to eat, what else you can do to feel better, feel free to drop them in the comments and we'll get back to you um, or hang in there. And we got some more coursework coming to help you learn how to eat like you love yourself because you really, really should discover great tasting food that makes you want to forget about the fast food, you know, forget about that fast food high. Get yourself high on life and get yourself enjoying the quality of being the best version of yourself and how to eat good food that tastes great. Because, I mean, you don't want to eat cardboard food. Bland food starts getting boring. I mean, at some point, people give up on their diets because it's just not fun. And that's the problem is you need to have fun with what you're eating. You have to have fun with what you're doing. I often say, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. And I truly stand by that. That is my mindset. If you're not having fun with your epilepsy life, you're doing your epilepsy life wrong. You need to figure out how to manage your triggers, how to manage your stress, how to manage your diet, how to manage the way that you sleep, how you manage the way that you do activities and going for walks and working and all this other stuff requires balance between activity and rest whether you're nourishing yourself or whether you're you know, draining yourself, whether you're helping people, helping yourself, and you can't help other people if you're not helping yourself. So this is why it's important. We talk on the airplane. If you've ever been flying, they say, hey, look, if the oxygen ever falls down, you put the oxygen on first, then you help your child or you help whoever's sitting next to you that needs it. Because if you were to pass out, that kid probably can't, help or the elderly person you're trying to help these people aren't going to be able to help you because they're struggling so you got to help yourself first and then you can help other people so make sure you're not allowing other people to deter you from being the best version of yourself possible make sure you are planning for a future that you want 
and that you're not just along for the ride. Because I'm telling you, you don't want to look back a year from now and go, man, nothing has changed or it's gotten a whole lot worse. Because that's what happens. You, time starts flying and before you know it, years and years go by and you just look back and you're saying, man, I, I should have made better choices. So I don't want you to feel that way. I know that you can start feeling better in this process. I know that there are solutions. There are ways that you just might not have considered yet, or maybe you're just too trapped in the moment because it's really easy to get trapped in the moment and the suffering and the frustration of what the epilepsy hell is going on, and especially when you don't know. So you know, yesterday we covered briefly like the brain parts. I didn't really cover how everything affects it as much, but hopefully you have a little better understanding of what can go wrong in your brain and why you want to eat right without having this chaos kind of go connection go on. Like when you're stressed out, your vagus nerve, you know, it's one of the larger nerves it comes down your, the front of you for the most part, it runs along with the aorta. So you're going to find that when you're stressed out, when you're in fight or flight, the body, everybody's body does this. You Basically, your heart starts beating faster, you're, you start breathing faster, you know, and you often find that animals, if you ever watch, they pee or poop themselves. So there's times when you like have a seizure and you're in stress and you end up, you know, peeing yourself or pooping on yourself because it's the fight or flight thing to just get lighter on your feet and ready to deal, you know, run or ready to fight. Like we are animals, whether we want to admit it or not. It's probably the biggest lie we ever told ourselves is that we are better than the animals. We are still animals. We're still confined by an animal mindset and animal mentality. We just have the ability to think more and do more for ourselves. So I mean, the dog, I got a dog. He requires me to you know, help provide him with food and comfort and stuff. That he can't provide for himself. And cats, my brother has cats, you know, they do the same thing. They, they can hunt and do their own thing, but they still like they require the community they require us to help them be a better version of themselves because they can't go out and drive a car and go to work or they can't you know they can't make the food prepared in such a manner they can go hunt for stuff and hope for the best hopefully they don't get worms or you know bugs or all kinds of diseases or stuff that's possible you know it's very possible to just do a raw food vegan diet it's possible to do a keto diet it's possible to do all kinds of different diets but extreme diets tend to wind you down so you want to make sure that you're doing it right doing it in such a manner like i said that it's fun pleasurable so that you can enjoy yourself so hopefully over these last few days you can understand that you do have an ability to make some changes in your life so that you can do more and be more than just a warrior so this is about becoming a champion. So winning these wars, winning these battles, instead of just fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting, it's time to start winning. Start winning your life. Start winning your life back. Start being proud of who you are and you can see what you do and you will be so much more happy with yourself. You can have better relationships with the people around you. You know, having a better relationship with food really helps, but don't beat yourself up just because it's hard. Change is hard, and this is why we, you have to understand why you want to get better, what it is you want to be able to do, and these things can be your driving force. It's really good to write these down. 
like we were talking about on day two, doing a gratitude journal. You know, like I've been talking about with the FC app, you go ahead, start logging in, like what foods, if you had a seizure because you ate something or it might be related to whatever, it's good to document these things. Document if you ate, if you missed a meal and you had a seizure because you missed a meal, you know, you want to be able to document these so you can look back and your, your healthcare team, people like me, because you can send this information to me uh, through the EPSI app, that you can find these patterns and point out and say, hey, look, you know, I noticed that, you know, this on these days, you're having seizures more than these days, like what's changed? What's the difference on these days? And so you start looking for the differences, you start finding the reason why you're having problems, what your triggers are. And you can't do that if you're not measuring it. You are just gonna keep doing the same thing over and over and not paying attention to how you feel afterwards, then you're just not gonna get the results that you want as fast as you want. And these, these are shortcuts to your success. You can take it or leave it, but these are shortcuts. And if you take these shortcuts that the rest of us have taken, you know, they say success leaves trail, leaves breadcrumbs. So for the most part, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to come up with a brand new diet because without knowing what you're doing, you don't have to reinvent this stuff. You can talk to people that already have a plan in place that you can use and you can modify to your specific uh, body, your mind type, your body type, your, your life, your lifestyle, because we all have different lifestyles. So we really want to be able to find the best version of ourselves. I know you really want a life that is not laying in bed all day or suffering or being, why am I not good enough? Where my friends all go? I know you want more of that life. And this is the way that you do it. Again, is you take care of yourself like you matter. So there's an opportunity to start some coaching with me. We're going to be running some classes next week i got a few extra classes but the day after my birthday i'm planning on starting a six-week course that i would love for you to join me with where every week we're going to go live we're going to do like this we'll go live we're going to talk we're going to provide information and then at the end of the week you can take that information at the end of the week and we're going to do a group we're going to get together in zoom and we're going to talk about what it is that you're having problems with what it is that you'd like to have some help with, what you need to learn more of, and you can share your wins and we can cheer you on. So we'll actually bring you some people on to do live seats so we can address their problems, your problems, so that many of us have the same problem when we just, you know, by hearing somebody else's answers, their struggles, their solutions, it helps more of us find solutions. It helps us all. And this is where we're building a community. So this is the Epilepsy Fight Club. Welcome to the Fight Club, and we're going to make you champions instead of warriors. So once you win in your life, I want you to be your hero, the best version of yourself that you can be. And this course is going to go on for uh, six to seven weeks. And then at the end, I wanted to provide some bonus content to help you with understanding how to you know, work, how to make a little bit of money from home. And it's really, really difficult for many of us to have a job that uh, is where we're dealing with different things, up to 30% of us are unemployed, which is high. We, we are way more unemployed than most of other people. Uh, the rest of the people are only like six to 7% unemployed. So we actually have a very high unemployment rate inside epilepsy. And that's something that we can do about it. There's something that we can do about it. So 
go ahead and you know i don't have the i've been working on the website uh, before but it was a little hard for me but right now all i can say is just contact me via messenger or leave a message here a note whatever uh, if you want you can also contact um alma wayne at myersgood.com and that's my email so just email me hey look in the subject line i would like to be a part of this new course coming up and right now starting off it's only going to be 249 dollars, and i'm going to be rising the price later because this is incredibly useful information and this is your opportunity to be at the foundings level of taking back your life and helping to build the drug-free epilepsy foundation i just got my dba in the mail or notification gonna be filing it in the newspaper so i have been approved to be using the name drug-free epilepsy foundation so this is your future this is our future to be able to take back your control and to do more than the doctor tells you by loving yourself by learning how to do what's best for you. So again, thank you for being here today. Thank you for investing in yourself. Tomorrow, we're gonna cover more in the way of emotional health because we've been doing the mind, the body, and the spirit, and they're all combined. So the way you think affects the actions that you take. The actions you take affect the way that you feel. The way that you feel affects the way that you think. It's this vicious circle that you need to be able to stop spinning your wheels and make sure that you're moving forward and you're going somewhere so you don't have to feel like you're stuck in the mud just spinning your wheels and flinging dirt everywhere because that life sucks and it's time for you to be able to do more so i look forward to seeing you tomorrow hope you have yourself a wonderful day and you know i love you take care of yourself like you matter because you do Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Epilepsy Hell to Epilepsy Well. And hopefully you're feeling a bit more empowered today about why food matters and what you can do to go find yourself some help to eat a way that makes you feel empowered. It gives you the energy to take back your life that doesn't give you seizures. It doesn't leave you constipated or unsure of what to do. In the future, we're planning on sharing more of the brain gut health that feels like heaven is a course that I am attempting to make and will be making very shortly and will be made available so you can know what to eat and we'll go through the process of building your dream diet around you and things that taste great. So you're not eating cardboard meals, you're not eating things out of a box and you can feel your best.